I mean, where, when were Palestinians born? What was, all, what was all this area before the First World War? When Britain got the mandate over Palestine, what was Palestine then? Palestine was then the area between the Mediterranean and the Iraqi border. You say there is no such thing East as East and West Bank, no. East and West Bank was Palestine. I'm a Palestinian. Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Saturday, September 10th, 2022. Thank you for joining us today. Scott joining me today on co-hosting The Daily Wrap-Up. So we have a, a, a really interesting way we're going about the show today. I had a kind of a plan or at least a few things as usual that I had lined up that I was going to talk about. And we were discussing this and realized that I have just this, you know, as you guys all tend to know, a massive just onslaught of tabs that are untouched because I kick them off for different reasons or I organize them for different shows. And so we decided to do a cleanup show today, all the unseen tabs, which I'm sure all the, the dedicated TLF followers are going to be excited to see, but the new people out there might skim right over this one, but that's okay. This one's just for you guys today. So we're going to go over that. And it, it's kind of be a bumpy ride. I'm sure there's things there that I'm forgetting are there and <laughs> might be interesting and weird to get into. But I wanted to start off today with one important thing. And that's why I, I started with that clip of Golda Meir, the, one, of the, one of the first prime ministers of Israel and one of the founding members of Israel, who is openly stating on the record, it's not that crazy today, but at one point that was ridiculous conspiracy theory. There's never been such a thing as a Palestine. That's not real, except it was. And it's an interesting thing to think about today as we see all these new narratives being spun to cover the real thing happening, like in Ukraine or anywhere else. And so I want to start with an article that Robert just wrote in regard to the, U, the U.S. citizen who was just killed, not just, but recently killed by the Israeli military. And the absurd back and forth shifting narratives, lies, cover-ups, Biden administration stepping in and doing a whitewash of the whole thing, and it turns out that 100% she was shot by the military, and still nothing happened. Even they found that. So I want to go through this article and just show you how incredibly crazy it is that this is happening right now. Even with what we know and the kind of things that happen, this is the most, uh, this is, in my opinion, the only, only possible because of what has been the air of COVID and Ukraine and this whole, as we were talking about before, post-truth world, the Bilderberg discussion. So I want to get into that in general. But before we do that, how are you, Scott? What's going on, man? Well, shoot, Ryan. Thanks for having me here, man. Like, hopefully all of our audio is working this time, everybody. Like, yeah, yeah. Let us know, know in the chats. <laughs> but uh, I think we, we ironed out all the kinks. And uh, I think, Ryan, you're just kind of known for having just, uh, you know, the first time I ever met you, first time I ever talked to you, like, dude, you're just known for having all the tabs open. So mm -hmm. this is cool to be on the cleanup crew. To help right. you go through all these tabs. So there, there's the start of it right there, as you guys can freak out about. <laughs> it's always an honor and a pleasure to be here, man. But thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's always good to have you on, Scott. In general, so, you know, so you guys know he's he's working right right next door, right over here, right in the studio. He's Great. doing his show right there. So it's uh, there's a lot of good work coming out of here, man. So yep. glad to see that. And thank also, you. I want to give a shout out to these uh, these parody these parody. Okay. Uh, unless you want to, want to talk about it. <laughs> no, I think it's fantastic. Okay. I think they're funny. I think they're funny. So I mean, I guess like if you guys want to know, like I, I had this like 
little bee in my bonnet about something. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to do this. Like, so I've been doing like satirical headlines on my social media. So if you go check it out, like, so they're fun, like Babylon B style stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like it's, you may think it's hokey or corny or whatever. I think they're hilarious. And so therefore I'm doing it. So I, I think they're care. funny. I, I think they're funny. And I, I, you know, comedy has a way of really reaching people. As yeah. we all know, that's why a lot of these comedians over, even in the corporate world have, you know, found themselves in these positions, but you know, it's funny. Like even the one, just what the one you're just saying, like okay, the, I just unless posted, I just posted the, okay. the elephant one. Oh, I haven't done that one. Okay. Then I won't, I won't ideas, say it then. <laughs> but the one I just posted was like, uh, uh, it's, let's see. It says public widely ignores the ghost of Jimmy Savile at King Edward the third's public address. So there you go. Right, the ghost right. of Jimmy Savile is kind of lurking. And then, you know, it's a commentary on the fact that like, okay, why is nobody talking about the fact that like his best friend is this, the most prolific child abuser, molester, murderer in the history of like the UK. Like, why are we not have? can we have this discussion or is just, are we just not going to have this discussion? Like what's going on here? So and that's a great know. point for the yeah. kind of what we just opened with, right? Yeah. That's exactly the same situation. Jimmy Savile, that, that whole story is, it's just insulting to your intelligence. I yeah. mean, while he was alive and while that was happening, it was just as obvious. That's the craziest part for those that know the story. And we've been covering it on T lab. I mean, it's, it's, it's baffling to see that people can watch what's happening, even pretend to care about the children and people's lives and, and only afterward, and even, but even now it's still kind of disregarded, you know, yeah. but like, even with like the world that's aware of Epstein, you know, like yeah. the one small part, we still yeah. stay people somewhere still struggle to accept what they're looking at. You know, it's, yeah. it's absolutely crazy. And it's but. mainstream at this point. And then like places like the BBC, like they've been called out and they're, they're they were kind of like, yeah, I know we were kind of covered up for him. It's like, well, now's your opportunity to redeem yourself. But of mm-hmm. course they're not going to. Of course all, not. So. Now, BBC is one of the worst out there, in my yep, opinion. 100%. Absolutely. Yep. Well, let's start off with this article guys, because this is pretty intense. I mean, this article really does blow me away. It's called Israel covered up the murder of Shireen Abu Akleh with us help, us government help. Of course, now I'm really, I'm pretty much just going to read through this, guys. And if you jump in, if you have any comments you want to say, mm-hmm. Scott, and I just I'm going to stop and comment on this. I just think you guys deserve to hear what this is. Now, as it says, the results of Israel's official uh, investigation into their own murder of veteran journalist Shireen Abu Akli was published this Monday. Akli, maybe I believe I, I'm now I'm suddenly feeling bad because I've heard it both ways. But it's unsurprisingly, the conclusion is the same as the U.S. report, which was accused by human rights groups of being a whitewash. Israel has all but admitted it killed a U.S. citizen and knows it will not be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Now, the first thing is the U.S. citizen. Like, think about how crazy it is that it's, it's a good overlap is the Iraq situation. When, remember when the base was was the Iran bombing of the, of the U.S. Green Zone base or the area there and where they claimed that a U.S. citizen died and then mm-hmm. apparently hundreds of people had concussions and nothing else happened. Or, mm-hmm. what or, if, or maybe I'm conflating that whole situation a couple of stories. But in any case, there was an American citizen that died, but it turned out that it was somebody who was, you know, not necessarily born in the United States, but had citizenship. And so it's interesting how they'll bend this story to make that work, to okay. make you outraged as an American. Sure. But here we have somebody, and it's the same situation. She's she's a, uh, a, a Palestinian American, and she has U.S. citizenship. Mm. But the fact that it's a U.S. citizen and it matters over there but doesn't here, it's just it shows you that they don't really care either way. Yeah. But the fact that it's an American doesn't mean that it's more important to the world. But ask yourself how crazy it is that as the American president, that you just completely cover up for a government that means more to you or the actions or the agendas involved with than you're actually, you know, protecting the American people. I just mm-hmm. find it to be absolutely mm-hmm. disgusting. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, um, I mean, what about, okay, so well, let's get into it. Cause I, I got other thoughts, but let's okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it says the murder of Shireen on May 11th came as a complete shock. Not that Israeli occupation forces would kill a journalist. Cause as he writes in this, it's happened many times. 
as this has happened numerous times before, but that they would murder somebody like Shireen, clearly marked as a journalist. And this is not new, like including having the press vest on being, you know, and there's even been Israeli, uh, I think a politician as well as a member, I think it was a general who openly admitted that they were directed to target children, to target journalists Mm -hmm. on the record, by the way. And of course, nothing happened when he said that. But this, you know, this is not a new story. That's what's so crazy about it. But he says, uh, and this was in full view of Israeli forces. She was standing right in the open and operating in an area packed with other journalists. Now, she was targeted with a kill shot to the head. When her colleagues, such as a veteran AP journalist who was also there, attempted to approach, they were also fired upon. I mean, just the idea that that's what's happening is so crazy. Where are the rest of these outlets? Where's Associated Press? Why aren't they losing their minds about this? It shows you this is not just a small thing or a couple of governments. Like, this is what a conspiracy looks like. The Mm -hmm. fact that these kind of people know when they're not supposed to speak up. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yeah. And for those right now going, oh, but that's not the full story. You may think that, but it's already come to the light what actually happened. And you'll see it as we go through this. Now, it says... uh, it says Samudi was shot in the back and others were forced to take cover. And this was the other journalist mm-hmm. as the occupation forces continuously fired in their direction. Now, the murder of a Palestinian American journalist was in no way difficult to understand. There is film of the aftermath, the soldiers and their location. We know what the bullet, uh, what bullet was responsible. We know what range that it came from. And every eyewitness says the exact same thing on the ground. <laughs> Can you imagine any other situation in the world where that's the case? And yet the, the argument is that, it's a propaganda story or that Palestinians did it or they threw stones at people. And that's that's what's happening, essentially. But it's all on the record. It's very clear. The only question he says is which exact soldier intended to shot her and whether they intended to kill her or not. Now, it says, despite the overwhelming evidence, much of which emerged instantly, Western mainstream media published the lies of the Israeli media, which is a perfect overlap to Ukraine. It's what they do. And we need to start recognizing this. They blindly regurgitate what they're supposed to say now they may not feel that as you know the uh does it make fun the brian stelters of the world <laughs> you know they, they just they think there's i mean i don't know whether he, i can't know what he thinks but i would argue a lot of these people are really kind of stuffed of you know high on their own opinion of themselves oh, yeah. right but the fact that they they just completely push the story that they're told while that evidence by the way was there mm-hmm. is really crazy and it even comes out that they knew because they end up breaking the story later which is nuts but it says, uh, it says, that, uh, by the way, not the military, but all of them, prime minister's office, the foreign ministry. But it says, although they later reported the updated version of the events, the fact that Reuters, Associated Press, the New York Times, and everybody else that went along with this even entertained the ridiculous claims that came from the Israeli regime shows how little integrity they have. And his point is that they had the evidence in front of them. So that means they had to disregard eyewitness testimony. They had to re- disregard multiple video coverage of what happened and just go, oh, well, the military said this is what happened. And they all wrote that under their banners, Associated Press, New York Times, everyone. I mean, I just, this shouldn't be surprising to those of you watching this show. Mm-hmm. But isn't it a stark example of how clearly there's, it's not just, it's a conscious choice at some level to do what they're supposed to do, not what's right. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's blatant in your face and it's just like the ignoring of the evidence, like things that should be self-evident. This is characteristic of every single thing that 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 the mainstream media does. It's like they're telling you to like, not believe what you see, not believe what you hear, mm-hmm. uh, not trust your gut, not go off of evidence, but just just put all that aside and believe what we want you to believe, which is usually the inversion or the opposite of the truth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even as crazy it may sound, that it's it's just as it's possible that some of these people, even with even being confronted by that evidence, have been so warped by the idea 
that the things they're supposed to listen to are this are like I'm I'm taking this as the COVID narrative kind of idea that these yeah. there's doctors and scientists that believe that by blindly listening to what the CDC tells them, even contradicting the new peer-reviewed science mm-hmm. is what the right thing to do is, or the yep. smart person would do. Yep. So I argue plenty of these journalists, you know, they may actually believe that they're supposed to take that over what their eyes show them, you know, and it's, yep. that's the, the way that they've pretty much broken people's minds. And we yep. saw that with COVID, I think. Yep, absolutely. But it says, upon the news that uh, she had been murdered, Israel went into Hasbara, or Israeli propaganda mode, and used every distortion, deflection, and lie possible to keep the pressure off of it. Later, CNN, The Washington Post, The New York Times, and the United Nations, in addition to human rights organizations and various other media outlets, all then completely flipped the narrative and accused Israel of being guilty of the killing. So mm-hmm. first, they just towed the line. So, but at the very least, they, and I think this shows you the shifting, uh, you know, the Overton window kind of thing where before, yeah. like, that's why I played that clip in the beginning. Palestine didn't exist in these narratives moments ago. And now they're allowed to call out them as murderers. You know, this never would have happened 10 years ago. Yeah. Like never, it would have been Palestinians did it. Shut up. You guys are terrorists. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's yeah. such a quick shutdown and anybody challenging it is, a, is an anti-Semite or, you know, it's, that, that's basically the, yeah. the quick under the rug kind of discussion. Some of them even suggesting that it was intentional. This is coming from corporate media, which is crazy. Now, it gets into the idea of the way that they've changed their narratives back and forth. Now, this is what blows me away so much. Just the fact that they can get come out with a lie, blatantly get shown that that lie is false, and then just go, oh, okay, well, here's the other story. Here's another story. Oh, that one's false. Here's another story. You know, and that's what we're saying. That's Ukraine. Right. That's Zelensky. It's the same same damn thing. Goes to Kiev. Oh, you didn't like that one. Here's another story. You know, and we just keep getting and they just jump to the next one. It's insulting. Now, it says uh, in the after, immediate aftermath of the fatal shooting, Israel's foreign ministry, the Twitter page, released a video of, a, of Palestinian gunmen, in plural, suggesting that they were responsible for the killing. Mm. No evidence, no proof, no kind of you know, logistical analysis. You know, they shot this, nothing. Just here's some Palestinians. They did this. That's all it is. Now, the post read that Palestinians, quote, and this is the worst part, are likely to have hit uh, Shireen. Making it even worse, the Israeli military decided to tell the army's public radio that it was also likely Palestinians responsible. You know, that's them just seeding the narrative. This is, sure. I, you know, you could even argue this is where the U.S. government gets this idea from, like the way that they conduct this propaganda campaign, because it's exactly what they would do, yeah. or maybe the other way around. But I tend to see it this way. But it says the Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett also tweeted that, "quote According to the information we have gathered, it appears likely that armed Palestinians who were firing indiscriminately at the time were responsible for the unfortunate death of the journalist." Posting the same video of just gunmen, un- appear- seemingly unrelated to what's going on here. Now he then delivered a speech in which he accused Palestinians again of committing the murder. Like so, they're just seeding the narrative everywhere. Mm-hmm. Western media then began to publish the headlines, quoting their accounts. Of blaming Palestinians. So think about how stupid this is. You have first coming out saying, we'll tow exactly what you say. Then going, oh, but wait, all the evidence shows that you're guilty and we think you did it on purpose. And then when they come out and go, no, it was Palestinians, they just, oh, it was Palestinians. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, are these actual journalists or are these just stenographers? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is the most obvious, scathing example of how ridiculous they are. Yeah. Didn't you just point at all the evidence, but not, you know, I, I, you get the point. It's yeah. just, it's embarrassing. These people should be embarrassed by themselves. But it says Western media then began to publish the headlines, quoting exactly what they said, ignoring the eyewitness testimony and the Palestinian Authority, who blamed an Israeli soldier. Israel then announced that it had approached the Palestinian Authority to conduct a joint investigation, which, of course, they refused. And they then used that to argue that they were guilty. But the obvious point, this is what they claimed, you can come to your conclusions about this, is that they feel that Israel's intentions are not honest. Mm-hmm. So they wanted the International Criminal Court to get involved. And so that, that makes sense, at least to me. But you guys can think for yourselves. 
within hours, Israel's top human rights group, B'Tselem, who, by the way, also, as well as Human Rights Watch, uh, what's the other one? Um, I'm blanking all of a sudden. Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International mm-hmm. and B'Tselem all call Israel a, an apartheid state, mm-hmm. a Jewish supremacy state. That's what that's their words. Mm-hmm. This is crazy how that used to be racist, except now that's the leading discussion of the human rights, leading human rights groups of the world. It's interesting to point out how these things change. But it says they they debunked the claim of the video and whether that had anything to do with this. So that has been put to bed. The investigation proved without a shred of doubt that there was no possible way for the Palestinian fighters shown in the video to have actually killed Shireen. Now, on the day following the murder, the Israeli government then released a statement in which they said that hasty accusations that an Israeli soldier was responsible were misleading and irresponsible. So how is that any different than misleading arguments that it was Palestinians when they didn't know for sure? You see, just double standards all over the place, right? Yet, by the end of the day, the Israeli military suggested that it would carry out its investigation, that it even accepted the possibility that it could have been an Israeli soldier. The slow shifting change of this. Now, it says a day later, on the May, on May 13th, the Israeli military then released a statement saying the following. The Palestinian gunman fired multiple barrages of gunfire at an IDF soldier. And there is a possibility that Ms. Abu Akli, who was near the Palestinian gunman from behind, was hit by the soldier's fire. This was there. So now they've changed. Okay, well, maybe it was, and this is why, and they give you the explanation. Except on May 19th, the Israeli military then suggested they had narrowed down the Israeli rifle that may have killed her, saying that they could not conclude anything without analyzing the bullet. Yet on the exact same day, they announced that it would not investigate the killing altogether and simply went the other direction. But on the 22nd came the news that Israel was ready to accept the possibility of an Israel soldier being guilty. However, it said that Israel would not consider the soldier guilty of any wrongdoing even if they just said that he actually committed the crime and that no one would be charged for the murder. Now, this gets into the idea of their their shoot-first policy, mm-hmm. which is crazy. That means they, even if it is a Palestinian who they think did something, even throwing a rock, is running away in the other direction. You can look this up. This is documented by their own statements. They can shoot him in the back. Wow. I mean, and, and this is democracy, even if we should want that. You know, like the idea that this is anything we pretend that we represent, or even if we actually do, you know, the illusion that we represented, but it, this is pretty disgusting. Now it says, amidst all of this, the shameless Israeli propaganda outlets cried that all of those seeking justice for her were anti-Semitic. Okay, Typical. Of course. Yeah. I mean, we're anti-Semitic just for having this conversation. Oh, know? exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, you know, of course that this doesn't even include the concept of whether Israelis are actually semis or, exactly. you know, that whole historical conversation. Who cares? Yeah. It's just about calling you racist for calling out the government actions. Yeah. Yep. Sort of like what happened to Julian Assange without the racism, you know, yep. you're a criminal because you exposed our lies. You know, yep. that's, that's yep. what happens. Yep. But it says, uh, it's really, uh, let me make sure I didn't miss that part. Yeah, basically it says that the, with their, oh, that's right. So this is, I mean, this is what is more insulting than most of it, that not only did this happen, but then they went and raided the family and their home. Hmm. The authorities basically raided them as if they were some kind of militants that carried out some kind of terrorist act. They shoot her, or which is what happened, by the way, but at this point they're pretending they didn't, and then they raid her family's home. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how do you explain something like that? That is the act of an authoritarian government. It's tyranny, right? Period. Now, it says the Israeli police forces in Jerusalem stormed her funeral then, attacked the innocent mourners, even assaulting the pallbearers who nearly dropped her casket. I mean, this this just gets worse and worse. The world watched as the horrific violence against the mourners was carried out, filmed by every possible angle. What was their response? Yet another deception. Video was released by the Israeli police onto the official social media pages, which claimed that people were throwing rocks. They then showed with the on the shadow of a doubt, but with proof that they weren't throwing rocks and it was debunked by other outlets. So just again, one after another, they keep lying. Now, bottom line here, 
They raided the, the Jenin refugee camp after this, which was where she was shot. Pretty much occupied it with like 2,000 soldiers, which, again, all of this is completely off the rails. Mm-hmm. But as he points out in the bottom here, this is not new. This has happened many times. Israel has murdered around 50 Palestinian journalists just since the year 2000. Wow. No accountability for that. Right. And the, the one I had at the bottom is even when they are running away with their backs turned and pose no immediate threat, they're allowed to shoot them in the back. Mm-hmm. And then nobody even cares to look into this if they just say, here's why. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like when they can bomb Syria and just go, well, Iran. It's like, yeah. OK, is that is that an excuse? They're allowed to be there. They're allies. There's not a war declared, you know, none, none of which would matter. But the U.S. goes, oh, OK, you know, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And I actually went past the part where um, the Biden administration basically put out a contradictory report claiming that there was no reason to believe that the killing was intentional. Yeah. So there you go. So, you know, finally we get to the point where, okay, they did shoot him. We lied many times. Now we just don't think it was on purpose. Like, how can you even put those two things together? So you lied three times in a row to cover this up. Then you just go, Oh, it was an accident. Mm -hmm. Like that's the kind of evolution of this you see. And people buy that for some reason, or at least they claim they do. Anyway, the whole point of this guys is to make sure we understand that this is still happening. They are still getting away with this. These governments, and it's not just Israel, but this is the most stark example of how brazen they are. Openly authoritarian, openly, like the, the idea we just talked about on a different show, the, the only allowable nationalist ideal, uh, you know, in the, you know, we're allowed to be nationalists, but nobody else can be, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's insulting. But all of this ties back to the idea of this kind of fascist mindset that is building all over the place in mm-hmm. Ukraine. And, you know, and it all stems back to these governments that are driving this while acting like they're fighting it. Yeah. It's 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 pretty horrific. And I do believe this ties back to pretty much everything else we're talking about. Yeah. And it's like it's a like kind of these proxies like we talk about the proxy, proxy wars, proxy attacks. It's like if you want to commit atrocities, if you want to commit, uh, you know, war crimes or anything like that, all you have to do is just be an ally of the United States. And you're totally fine. Like Saudi Arabia and Yemen, Ukraine, you know, with all of their like, uh, well, so you hear about all the, like the transphobic, like all the policies that they have. You know what I mean? Like, quote unquote, transphobic policies that all these people have. Like if you if you're as long as you're an ally of the United States, you can literally get away with anything. Exactly. Get away with anything. Exactly. It's crazy. And then even the allegation of the same thing somewhere else, even not yeah. true, is enough to do something to the other yeah, people. You exactly. know, it's exactly. it is which ultimately boils down to that they don't care about any of it. Mm-hmm. It's just a means to an end to go after people they want to. You know, and it usually comes down to resources agendas you know it's all and there's it's never one thing or the other it's not just oil just gold or lithium or cobalt it's it's just in anything they can achieve you know these countries that are suppressing certain things they want or with Mm -hmm. russia and Nord Stream pipelines or you know you can see all these different things and it all comes down to using whatever's in front of them and it usually is at the expense of the average person yep pretty much every time it's pretty sad man. very 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 sad. sad absolutely well, that being said, or that being discussed, I, w- I did want to get into just pretty much whatever else we have in line here. And I, this is just sporadically the first thing that was there. I left just because I think it's interesting. It is. But uh, let me turn this on so Scott can actually see this oh, background nice. here. There we go. But we, I have this video that I wanted to play. And so pretty much, like I said, guys, th- this is some of this is going to be disjointed. Let's just go through this and see what we can get done in the next hour or so and just kind of bang out a little, whatever we have here and talk about some of this stuff. Now, I had this pulled off to the side because I found this so interesting. The idea that this video, make sure that turns on, this video is discussing oil. Uh, I believe it's vegetable oil or canola oil. We'll see in the video. The point is that it's something that's it's ubiquitous. It is everywhere. And according to this and discussion, we could talk about it afterward. It's just what I, I don't want to get you to watch the video. The point is here, guys, that everything you could possibly look at right now that is coming out and that we're used to, you know, the, the preservatives, the additives, the kind of things we use, the oils, the, it's all seemingly bad. You know, like this is what we're learning about injections. 
like this whole COVID injection discussions open people up and we're going, what about the flu vaccine? Oh, look at that. The flu vaccine's pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're starting to find these things out. See, uh, Sean's Health Defense just put out an article about that mm-hmm. or put out a tweet actually showing you that I don't want to misquote the stat, but that you have a dramatically high risk of problems if you're pregnant and you take these shots, despite the fact that they push it on pregnant, just like with the COVID shot, you know? And the point is that it's everywhere, guys. And I think, I don't know why this is not working. I don't know. Is there but like, while this while this video or the uh, TV wants to turn on, I'm going to grab this video and we can play this for you guys and we can talk about it. It's it is very interesting. I, mean, I think my mindset is just finding it, you know, like discussing things like the uh, Oklahoma City bombing or something like you know years ago, and then realizing, oh, it turns out that there's weird ties to this and to that and MK Ultra, and you know, it's like, oh, yeah. and you start going, man, is there anything that's actually normal and organic? And probably yep. not, not today, you know. Oh. All right, let me download this. We'll play it. And I'll get that going while we're doing it. All right, so check this out, guys. Vegetable oils belong in the engines of cars, not in your food. These are not real food products. These are products made in factories. These are products that require heat and chemicals and high pressure to extract what little oil there is. The heat and chemicals used in the manufacturing process oxidizes these delicate seed oils. When you eat oxidized vegetable oils like soy, canola, corn, and safflower or sunflower, they create free radicals throughout your body that are highly inflammatory and known to cause heart disease and cancer. Why are we always trying to eat more antioxidants? To combat free radicals like the ones found in refined vegetable oils. And then they're used by restaurants in the most in, in the most carcinogenic way possible. They heat them, reheat them, cool them off, heat them again, and use them for a week. So switching to vegetable oils or seed oils was totally a terrible idea in the first place. One researcher from the University of Minnesota went to a variety of fast food restaurants in her neighborhood and purchased french fries, and then took them back to her lab for testing. She found numerous compounds of toxic aldehydes in the fries. Aldehydes are known to cause gene mutation, alter RNA and DNA, and that. trigger massive inflammation in the body. Vegetable oil is now. I'm just real quick. I mean, you could see how this is. It's crazy. Like this is just randomly came across me, and I'm going, man, this is everything we're talking about today. And it's such a it's a ubiquitous product that is everywhere. Anyone who's working in restaurants, you know that. And if you know also that it's way worse than what that video showed, people will reuse that oil for way too long. It's yeah. like a black goo nastiness that oh, yeah. I used to fight every day for people. And the pro- it's carcinogenic, you know, that it's free radicals. They talked about altering your DNA, RNA. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's not, I'm not trying to argue there's any like a necessary obvious connection to what we're dealing with today. But my point is just that it's everywhere. Everything. And these people don't care about your health. We know this stuff. This is easy to see. So why wouldn't we? It's, it's because the businesses that have a vested interest in these sales or the crops that they then use to make them, you know, it's an infrastructure, you know, and they don't want to stop that. Now, you could argue what they're claiming they're doing with the Great Reset. Everything is about changing that. But I think they're just using an obviously failed model or rather just a decrepit model. Yeah. It's worked just the way they wanted it to. To drive us into the next step that's not what they say it is not sustainable it's not better it's just those are the arguments they want to get you to take the step into the cage yeah that's how yep, i would look at it yep yep i just kind of went through a bit of a mourning process here and i, I kind of have a here here's here's a little insight into my life here i'm addicted to peanut butter peanut butter is like my, <laughs> thing, my number one thing in the world right extra crunchy peanut butter like the jiff peanut butter like oh my god it's such a big part of my life and i saw a meme that showed the label of specifically peanut butter it said fully hydrogenated seed oils and it listed like veg- like all these seed oils and i'm like 
And then, and I was like, oh, that's an end of an era. I'm like, that's it. I just got to get rid of it. So I just, well, I just finished the last scoop of my, my jar of peanut butter, and I had like a mourning process. I'm like, all right, this is goodbye. And that was it. I threw it away, and I'm done. I'm done with it forever. Well, just know? don't buy Jif. You, you go to it. It's like my guilty pleasure because I know it's not the best for me. I know it's got right. a lot of sugar. So I, now, you know what? I bought a food processor, and I'm going to start making mine. There you go. There you go. See, that's so actually – I, I was going to say go yeah. to get some organic I products. I did the same thing with uh, hummus because I really love hummus oh, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. But, but I was looking at the labels, all the labels. It's all soybean oil, soybean oil. I'm like, okay, i got to start doing my own. And so I, it's forcing me to take charge – which is great because I'm trying to do this in all areas of my life, but now right. I'm going to make my own damn peanut butter. I'm going to make my own. That's the best uh, way to do it, man. So now we're good. We're good. Yeah. Only it was kind of sad. It was kind of sad. <laughs> it's a good process though. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. you've got to find those things that you, yeah. that you like and your secret guilty pleasure. Yeah. But if you know, you know, it's not right for you. There's plenty, but you know, I've learned that over this last process that really, you know, COVID and everything, not the, not really the, I'm believing the narrative, but just yeah. all the, it kind of forced us to have more thought about health and you know, whatever else. And I feel like it's opened me to a lot of that stuff like yep. what can i make at home what can exactly. i do naturally what can oh, i yeah. buy and hold you know but yeah you can i mean i think that the first thing you guys should do is go out and find go out and find a a, a close hopefully like a co-op i yep. love those kind exactly. of places that are local exactly. but you know and, and stay away from the whole foods and those kind find yep. your local organic kind of store that's natural and then from there try to grow your own, do your own thing. You know, I think it's the way to go. Boom, yeah. Let's finish this clip. Totally. I just, it's just blows me away. And it's farm, farm match.com gets you, gets you like, you can find people in your area. Farm match.com. Farm match. Farm match. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Two M's, one M. Two M's. Nice. Yep. Highly toxic. And anyone who advises people to eat vegetable oils is also giving misinformation. I tell my clients to, uh, what do you say right there? Vegetable oil is highly toxic. And anyone who advises people to eat vegetable oils it's also giving misinformation. I tell my clients to avoid the industrial seed oils as much as possible. Vegetable oils belong in the engines of cars, not in your food. Refined vegetable oils are one more reason you should avoid fast food and processed food. Oh, yeah. If it Don't comes in that. a bottle or a box, it probably contains vegetable oils. From right. crackers to cookies, mayonnaise to salad dressings, baby food, and even baby formula. Right. Crazy. And, you know, for me, what this really tends to, like, this is what we find with a lot of different things, like, like uh, what was another example of, you know, basically where they use a byproduct, mm. where there's something that they create, lith lithium for the most part, or not lithium, um, um, fluoride, that one of the discussions people have about why it was like we need to find a place for it is because there's a lot of byproducts from something they were doing and they just, you know, will use it in this way. But this specifically is it's, you know, it's a byproduct from certain things and you let's put it in there, you know, let's find a way to make it a staple. You know, whether that's what's happening here, that has happened many times in our past and we've come to find out, oh, it's actually really terrible for you. And then we act like they didn't know that, you know, so this kind of stuff is it's just this is meant to open people's minds to the idea that there's a lot more out there then we realize that it's not just the one shot that they're trying to give you. It's not just, you know, it's like, it's the everything in your life, guys, when you start questioning and thinking and showing discernment and having, taking self-responsibility for crying out loud for everything that's in your life. Yeah. This, this translates into the other parts of it. Go out there and, you know, learn how to fix a car, learn how to make your own things, learn how to do things yourself, learn yeah. how to do everything yourself, get yeah. some survival food and water. Yeah. It's just being smart, prepared and, and self-responsibility. Yeah, I think man. it's so very important. Yep. That's a big part of my life these days. Yep. For sure. Well, here's an interesting one that I have a couple things on. Really, we can just – some of these, by the way, I haven't taken the time to, like, go through as deep as I usually do for the other parts of the show we do. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and really, that's why they're off to the side because I haven't had that time. But we can just kind of go over them and talk about them. This is a really interesting one that I've been seeing a lot of people talk about. And this is in Canada specifically. Okay. And this actually dates back to a lot. Uh, there was the discussion from um, Gareth Ike mm-hmm. about, I forget the name of the drug, but what they were doing in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we also have, well, we know remdesivir was a version, kind of the same kind yeah. of idea that in this country, we know that the nursing homes in the beginning, we know that people are put on DNRs in the UK, you know, all this kind of like early pushing people or re- draining resources to basically commit suicide, yeah. you know, state sponsored. Here's the, that's what we're seeing in this little segment here. Critically ill man releases audio of hospital staff offering assisted death, which is just unprecedented. You know, the idea, you don't, people, you don't offer that. It's unsolicited. <laughs> it's, it's people. These are people that are like, hey, I want to ha- tell me what I'm allowed to do legally. This, this is the hospital going, you're just sucking our resources. Let's go. Like there has to be some kind of a, a, um, a marker where they go, go offer him that. Yeah. They just do it out of nowhere because you'll see that this is not just a one off kind of thing. So he we, on audio of them basically nudging him to take assisted death. I just think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I've heard about this. I've heard about the the kind of the intensity like the just being more they're they're suggesting it more often i heard a story recently and i was just trying to look it up about how it's like they're they're like offering childhood euthanasia like if a child what? claims that they're uh depressed i was gonna look into this like even oh my like god depression they're offering like children euthanasia i haven't quite like <laughs> vetted that but i did hear in passing i can't even remember okay well just, like, just yeah asterisk being yeah, that we haven't yeah, confirmed yeah. it but that's yeah. that's that is you know if that's true that's pretty crazy but let's wait to find out if that's true but but this this is a, 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 a this child or not this is crazy like the fact that this is such a clear push and the fact that they got caught during all of this taking action that's not justified like remember they there was mo- most of the people in that position mm-hmm. were that were the dnr in the uk these are people that had like learning disabilities yeah there's no reason to give someone that their their only reason you would do that is because they're a drain they're not like expected to die anytime soon. They're just yeah. people with like dyslexia. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, if he flips and cracks his head open, we'll, we'll, we won't help him. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what DNRs do not yep. resuscitate. You know, it's that, it, that's it's criminal, really. Mm-hmm. This is saying this is truly devastating piece of reporting. The tweet says Canada allows people with serious disabilities to choose euthanasia in the absence of any other medical issue. That's just that's it. You can this is the you could be in a wheelchair with with a broken with a spine problem and you can just choose to kill yourself because you want to. Now, that's your right. I would even argue I agree with that. But the from a state level to push this out at this time is very suspicious to me. That's my point. Yeah, I've always been the mindset. It's your body. You do what you want. Right. Yeah, yeah, you should yeah. have the right to. I don't know why anybody thinks they have the right to stop somebody from being able to take their own life. Like, but, I, you know, I almost kind of think it's macabrely ridiculous. Laugh aloud to say that it's a crime. What are you going to do? You arrest him? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, he just killed yeah. himself. It's like it's a weird yeah. thing to argue, but human rights advocates say that devalues the lives of disabled people. It does. You're arguing that you know here you can kill yourself if you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't need you here, you know, and that's disgusting. Here's what it says: uh, uh, Roger Foley has a de- degenerative brain disorder and is in, is hospitalized in London, Ontario. That's probably where their minds at. Get him out of the hospitals. We need beds. You know, like yeah. some of the average people that are still buying into the narrative was so alarmed by staffers mentioning euthanasia. See, that's the point. He didn't ask about it. That he began secretly recording, and that's the one we were just showing you. In one recording he obtained by the AP, the hospital director of the eth- of ethics told Foley that for him to remain in the hospital it would cost north of $1,500 a day. Foley replied that mentioning fees felt like coercion and asked what plan there was for his long-term care. Roger, this is not my show. Yet the ethicist responded, my piece... Wait, is that, yeah, it's ethicist. My piece of this was to talk to you, to see if you had an interest in assisted dying. 
I mean, God dang it. Like, how do you not see that for what it is? Yeah. That's what is that? How is that in the interest of the hospital? Act like they're being kind to this person. He doesn't want this yeah. conversation. That is disgusting and obviously self-serving yep. to I, me anyway. It's yeah, gross. Totally. I just found a link to what I was talking about. So I did send it to you in Twitter and your messages there. But okay. there's, there's looks like Canada issued a like a children's activity book called Medical Assistance in Dying. And no way. Let's yeah, look yeah. real quick. Yeah, I just sent it to you. And the, there you go. So that's the PDF. So look at this. It, it already looks like a, you know, like a children's book, but then, uh, but then it's got like pages, like, like feeling. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I just want to make sure it was, yeah. that's crazy. Hold on. Yeah. Let me bring it up here. It's not on the show yet. Oh, adding a new tab. We're trying to get rid of tabs, but we're adding. Yeah. Tabs. yeah. <laughs> I see. That's how it goes. And yeah. I, and I hate to say this right now because I'm really frustrated. It looks like my, my battery power is going down really fast. Okay. You guys are going to hate to hear this, but yeah. I forgot my new, Hey, could you plug? plug? Will this plug in? Yeah, yeah. If yeah, you don't need do it, it, perfect. Do it, do it. Yeah, no. There we go. Then we don't have to worry about time. Yeah, we're good. There we go. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, wait. Maybe not. I can't believe they actually made them different. They made them different. That is so Apple, stupid. Dude. I hate, I got to get away from these Apple computers. Anyway, sorry to derail the show. No, Just good. so you guys know what we're dealing with here. I'm I'm trying to plug in my, my charger. And, and I know they changed the charger, the new computers back the old way, but they made them just a little bit different size. So you can't use the old charger. I hate companies like yep, that. Yep. Anyway, let's not waste time since my no. battery's going dead. So this, this is real. This is crazy. This is a uh, virtual hospice.ca. Right. Yeah. So that's Canada's, that's Canada's government medical assistance in dying made activity book. Oh my God. I don't even know. Like someone so, in your life. So I think it like, it's to, help explain to kids like if, if another if an adult or somebody is like going through this process of medically assisted but it's also there's even an acronym i can't stand those yeah. acronyms for yeah. all this stuff these days yeah. made but, but as you're going down like it looks like there's um just a lot of uh a lot of it's made for children yeah it's made well this is made for children yeah them understand like what like maybe if a relative's going through it maybe well but it still but, plants in their mind that it's a exactly. normal thing yeah, that they can choose to, yeah gosh yeah. darn it this yeah. is gross man we'll have to dig through this more totally so anyway, wow. Well, good find, yeah, Scott. That's yeah. crazy, man. That, I mean, it's just, I mean, how do you see this with this other part of the story, right? With what we know they did during COVID and yeah. walk away thinking this is honest yeah, and not some kind of weird conniving agenda to remove people. It's just, they man. care about our health. They want us to be as healthy and, Apparently. and, and live as long as possible. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're bothering them. Right. Yeah. Well, but on top of that too, that you say they're, they're, I mean, what's, what must they be thinking? Like the average person, like they, how do they think this makes sense or that this is, you know what a good person would do or what a yeah. doctor or a nurse would do like they do this is where you start asking like are they also tapped into some larger thing that they know there's some larger agenda i mean that's where you i find that impossible that yeah. everyone at that level could be keeping something quiet but i just how do you explain that uh, maybe they're afraid to lose their jobs that's the covid effect sure. right sure and where's another one this ranks is probably one of the most disturbing things i've learned about our, our current government's legacy in 2021, Canada performed 10,064 medically assisted deaths. Mm. During COVID, 10,000 medically assisted deaths. California, by comparison, 486. Mm. Canada just seems to be leading the charge in madness today. Sure. Man, and of course, they're taking a you know a, a, a page from the U.S. book, government book of the past. But they're, I, obviously, I see them all the same thing today, in my opinion. Mm. I actually think like Australia, New Zealand, Canada is sort of like the, the, the precursor. Like they're using them first to be the craziest before it comes everywhere else, but we'll see. But yeah, you can look into the data for yourself. This is everywhere guys. April. This is uh let me make sure this is relevant. Yeah. So this is uh Stuart Wilkie, April of 2017, the health minister decided sacrifice the elderly, remove them from the NHS, but they wouldn't release this document. I actually found a copy because the junior health minister was telling everybody not to mention this document. 
And this was from uh, my G. This guy's, you know, doing somebody that I'd be willing to look at this without being making sure, you know, he, uh, this is somebody who I've never yet seen do, but, you know, as always, make sure you're vetting this stuff for yourselves, even yeah. if I do think it's accurate. But this is uh, the clip here. Let me see. Let me just play it, see if I can play it here. Oh, shoot. I wouldn't mess with that. Well, in any case, let's just, in the interest of time, just because I don't want to have to, that probably was too low for you guys to hear. But the point is that this is, there's history here and there's documents. Again, just referencing Gareth Ike is enough. There's yeah. evidence that they knew they were using that specific drug. It starts with an M, I think. Yeah, M something. Yeah, Madab exactly. something, but. Midazolam. Is that what it is? Midazolam? Yeah. Now, Viva Frey also points out, I just did a segment on Charlie Kirk about Justin Trudeau's unconscionable euthanasia frenzy in Canada, 10,000 plus kills in 2021 alone. It, it's come to this point now where it's Forbes comparing such inhumane practices to Nazi era, era policy. Canada's new euthanasia law carry unsettling Nazi era echoes. Like this is really crazy to think about as they're funding Nazis in Ukraine. Like what is there more to this discussion? Yeah. Are we really watching the, is it the same people from world war two that have just suddenly under, you know, whether Nazis, the word we use or not like the fascist kind of mindset. Eugenics, eugenics. Well, I mean, it's which is all based on American right. eugenics, the American eugenics movement, exactly. Formed, and a lot of the people that were involved, like Ernst Rudin, like a lot of these people that are involved in the American eugenics movement, were instrumental in formulating the Nazi extermination program. Right. So we could go back and say, like, this is just this is just North okay. American eugenics right here, and like, just a continuation of the yeah. same thing. You exactly. know, and this is where people might argue that you know that the entire concept of the world of World War II was you know like I would argue pretty much every historical event possible that we don't really know the full picture, sure. and there's more about how this act actually happened what was really going on and whether historically there's overarching figures that are pulling strings on all sides yeah and that doesn't mean there aren't actually real people fighting but they just take advantage and they use this and the agenda that was going on during the experimentation yeah. during world war ii just never stopped yeah. i mean it's, I, I always point out the, even the the provable documented stuff of like operation paperclip taking the Nazi scientists, which became the basis for NASA. People still act like it's not true. It's easy to prove, right? Oh, yeah. And, and then, and it's, I mean, it's even like on Wikipedia. But then you also have things like Dr. Ishii from Japan. This is all World War II, right? When he was the guy leading the bio, the bio research, which literally became the foundation for our biomedical research. And it's the same. He was doing some of the most horrific live experimentation. And that's what they just carried into today. I genuinely think that's what we're seeing. It's the same people doing the same things. Absolutely. It's crazy. Absolutely. But let's take this to, I'm going to skip this one since I haven't watched it, but you guys all know this on the show that you've seen me. I'm going to go, I'm going to try to remember to go back into this, but there's a video that came out on August 9th. It just says, is it COVID or is it your vape juice? The vape <laughs> juice is giving everybody COVID. Is that what it is? I will see if you, my audience will remember that this was something early in the beginning where there was a, there's some kind of a weird overlap between the vape. They, they tried to argue that it was all the stuff that was happening in the U S yeah. pre COVID wasn't anything covid even though it's yeah. what's something wrong no no we're good we're okay. good even even the same symptoms the same ground glass opacity in the lungs which they i keep pointing out they weirdly just stopped talking about that mm -hmm. and they, oh no it was the vaping problem even though it's like identical to what they just said happened over here or the you know nursing homes that have explosions of what they called cold or flu except it was unprecedented it was exactly what they saw before you know whatever the point is i think there's something weird to this and i've always wondered where this was going to come back into play okay. we saw gottleb early on argue something about vaping and he comes from Eli Lilly and he's all these weird conversations. And it, Trump was the one that was like, Oh, when he brought it to his table actually and said something early on about COVID Trump was like, I only want to talk about the vaping problem. 
And I don't know whether that's something there or not. There's all these weird overlaps. But anyway, this video coming right back now today and going, is it COVID or vape juice? I'm like, maybe there was some kind of very real thing that was happening there. I don't know. But I, I'm going to go come back to it later. Yeah, definitely. Like these are these are the big lobbying groups you don't want to mess with. Big tobacco, big pharma. Well, that but or just <laughs> I mean, people argued like maybe this was a vector for some kind of release of something, or maybe this. I mean, who knows? I, I'm not saying that's the case. I just it's weird that there's been this weird overlap with the vaping illness and COVID, like the entire time. Very strange. Yeah, weird. Oh well, this there's a I have a whole bunch of monkeypox here, and again, in terms of, of my my dying computer, I figure this. By the way, this is a great article from uh, Miriam B. Lady. If you guys Shout remember, we've, we've talked to her before, uh, discussing Bill Gates' connection to this. Now, I we can go into this in a future show. I plan on it. Actually, I've got a whole bunch of monkeypox stuff. But one, I genuinely, as I said, when you guys remember when this first happened, I still think monkeypox is not the next thing. I think this was a space filler. I feel like it's a test to see how we respond. Just opinions. I don't know if I'm, you know, that could be, that maybe I'm wrong entirely, but something about the way that it's gone so far does not feel like what we thought it might be. I think even COVID, the new thing, you know, who knows? But that being said, I'm going to skip over this for now. We can come back to more monkeypox stuff later, but there's a lot of interesting stuff in there about where this is going and how it's going to be used. But I think we're just in the biosecurity state. Mm -hmm. Everything under the sun, and here's a quick jump ahead to this uh, tweet. You'll see things like this. You know, CDC has confirmed, this is from August 10th, so you can see how old some of these tabs are, confirmed the first human infection of 2022 with flu virus that usually spreads in pigs. Oh, here we go, swine flu all over again. You know, at times we've gotten tricked about that, at least two times, where they've lied, got caught lying, and there's, you know, uh, here, actually, let me, let me play this uh, clip real quick, or at least the first part of it, because it's, it's an important little breakdown of how this illusion has happened before. Let's see. The swine flu scare of 1976, that was the year the U.S. government told us all that swine flu could turn out to be a killer that could spread across the nation. And Washington decided that every man, woman, and child in the nation should get a shot to prevent a nationwide outbreak, a pandemic. Well, 46 million of us obediently took the shot. And now 4,000 Americans are claiming damages from Uncle Sam amounting to $3.5 billion because of what happened when they took that shot. By far the greatest number of the claims, two-thirds of them, are for neurological damage or even death. You guys remember that. And the clip goes on to point out that it came from a military base and, you know, all these different things. And, and, and it's, it's, or rather, the, the outbreak they're talking about in the military base, there's a weird association. It's ridiculous that it's the same thing we've seen from before. And the moral of the story, or the, the point of the story, is that it, it turned out not to be essentially what they said it was. Yeah. And they even confronted the guy at the end how many provable cases did you have? Oh, none. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and the guy, he even had a guy that worked for him that told him that there was, there was neurological problems that were going to happen and they disregarded it. Nobody got held accountable for that. The head of the CDC is the guy on the video and he's struggling and wringing his hands. And it's obvious they didn't, nothing happened. Now that was 53. And I forget the later date. I think it was um, the next swine flu manipulation. Again, same thing. And both times we had them pull the vax, the injection because of reports in VAERS or the equivalent of whatever VAERS was in 53. Yeah. And, just a few reports, 53 in one case. The point is now hundreds, hundreds, thousands, yeah. hundreds of thousands if you talk about all the reports, and they still act like it's not you know, worthy of removal. No, or even uh, a second look or even a question or a study or anything. Absolutely not. You're crazy for thinking that it has anything to do with these shots. I always point out that in 2006, the MHRK um, head, Rain, Dr. Rain, said in, on The Guardian, was quoted as saying, these systems are signals. We don't need to prove them. Yeah. It's just about the signals. And if we have True. enough, then we should stop. And that, how could, you know, how, where is she right now? You know, she, she's still in office. She's still in, like, in an office, but, you know, in power, essentially, and yeah. in, in the, involved. And 
nonetheless, they're now arguing the exact opposite of that. And we don't know for sure, so we have to keep it going. Anyway, so here's the next one I wanted to talk about. Pfizer buying spree continues with $5.4 billion hematology deal. <laughs> really, a, a hematology. That's interesting. This is August 8th. Now, the point of this, they bought a company called Global Blood Therapeutics, pharmaceutical giant, or rather the, the pharmaceutical giant, it reads, continues to invest some of the cash influx reaped during the COVID pandemic. You know, the unprecedented, excuse me, unprecedented flow of money that came during their their capitalization of, of what happened. Now, it says the uh, it's going to work in rare hematology. Now, my thought on this is interesting. Just, you know, we see all the over the obvious blood problems, the overlap. The you know, we saw the early Red Cross problem with the injections. We saw you know myocarditis, strokes, heart attacks. All of this has to do with blood clots, and blood, and the different kind of concepts, or you know, at least peripheral to that. So it's interesting to me that during all this and while that's happening, they invest in a specific you know blood related field. <laughs> I just find that very interesting and lots of money that they got from you to do so. Now. Whether this ends up being investigatory work in regard to, you know, these rare problems, they can then argue or, you know, the, there's a lot of ways you could take it. I don't want to get too theoretical or hypothetical about it. But, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? The idea that they're just investing in exactly what I think the problem, sort of like investing in the problem you're creating in a way. I mean, it just is just, I mean, okay, so yeah, you create the problem and then you invest in a company that's going to offer the solution. I mean, it's just a no brainer. I mean, it seems like a good business strategy, right? Like you hear about Pfizer also having this, uh, you know, like breakthrough brand new uh, heart, uh, what was it? Uh, blood pressure medication or something right. that just came out. Right. I can't remember what that was, but gosh, that was even like last year. Um, like, like their biggest, and I remember having, uh, Peter McCullough on our, on our old show, Truthzilla mm -hmm. and asked him about that. And like, like what low, so Pfizer is like making all this record profits off of this, like heart medication as the vaccines coming out. Do you see any correlation? I can't remember what he said about that. <laughs> and he's, and it's just like, it's just like, it seems so crazy that like they're profiting on both ends, right? You're, you're creating a problem. And then, yeah, you're just cleaning up at the at the cash register at the end too by offering the solution. It's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The best example is is uh, well, one of the many Purdue Pharma, mm -hmm. right, in in the opioid crisis, right, yeah. where they were caught a thousand different ways, not just not just pushing when they knew they were killing people, but then you know giving manipulating doctors to push it as well, and it was crazy. And the point is that on the and this came out in leaked documentation where you saw their word for word statements saying, well, oh, you know, people are being killed, and you know, here's a way we can capitalize. So they pushed Narcan instead of yeah. dealing with the problem. Yeah, they go yeah, perfect. Yeah. We can sell them something to help that you know to lower the amount of overdoses you know it's just I mean, maybe they even found a way to like rationalize at some mid-level that that was the right thing to do you know but either way they knew they were hurting people they knew that i mean opioids in general if you do the research aren't even very effective when it comes to pain mm, like it's yeah. just overwhelming yeah. i mean if, if you get to the point where it knocks you out yeah sure as hell works but you talk to people that truly most most of the people that want to argue in support of them are people that enjoy them Sure, and exactly. I'm I'm guilty of that when I was younger too, you yeah. know. But the pro the interesting part is that kratom or things like that, which is just a, a in the in the coffee family, you know. Ultimately, sure. even Ben Swan's done great work exposing how they tried relentlessly, and they still are in some places to attack it, even though it's completely. I mean, it, it's historical. It goes back to thousands of years used in places I think like Thailand and so on. But the point is that people I met in where I was in Idaho who said, you know, I I used to have a table full of pills. He literally broke his back. Yeah. And he said, I started taking Kratom and none of it's needed. Totally. I'm like, totally. oh my God. And so that's, I promote that everything within, within moderation. Within reason because yeah. I've dealt, I've been in the addiction counseling mm -hmm. and the addiction recovery field. And I've dealt with folks who took, then Kratom took it to the, exactly. Totally. So, 
So, you know, I mean, yeah, 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 but totally. And Scott's a good person to listen to on that because you know what you're talking about, you know, but but what's, what's important to understand is everything in moderation, Exactly. you know, and, and at the end of the day, like I would even argue if you have the self-control, there's no reason you should take whatever you want. And that's the thing too. Like that's a big philosophy we have in recovery too, is like if it's prescribed or if it's, if you're using it for the purpose, like if you're not trying to like get high or, Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. you know, change the way you feel or think and you're doing it for an application outside of that, you know, even if it's like, there's, I know people that have gone through intense surgeries and then you have to be prescribed medication. You know what I mean? Like you just, you, there's no way around it. And mm-hmm. so like we have protocols for dealing with that. So anyway, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So it's I would important. Treat, I would treat Kratom. Like if anybody that knows themselves well enough to know that you struggle with addiction, you're taking on or investigating Kratom as an, as an alternative to mm-hmm. opioids. Like I would say absolutely yes, but treat it with the respect it is. And then, then I talk to somebody because there's protocols for doing that without putting your recovery or risking going off the cliff again. Yeah. Know? Right. And just, it's Scott yeah. speaking directly to any potential addicts out there, because yeah. that's important. Like yeah. you want to, you know, that anything can lead. I would even argue that, and this is not even getting into the illusion narrative of like the gateway theory, yeah. but just that these things can lead you to accepting and, you know, being, you know, finding yourself back in that same problem. Yep. But I personally think Kratom cannabis are at the same level in regard to safety. Totally. Like you could, I mean, it's, it's the, they're, they're, Totally. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. It's. I, I think it's in it, like I. I actually read a really great book, by the way. Last point. Before I don't want. I. I feel yeah, like we're yeah, not going to yeah. get to the end of this. Uh, it's called Opium for the Masses, and it's a really interesting book. Now, I'm. I've. Di- I've struggled with stuff like this in my past as well. You know, just I've. I've. I've, done, I've actually gone deep into it on a past show, but I want to derail now. Yeah. But that there. There's an argument to be made if you again, if you have the self control to not lose yourself in it. That's a huge if. Because maybe most people don't, but he, he argues in the book, and I'm not sure if I agree that it's things like that that are useful that could literally change the face of the world if they weren't so stigmatized and sure. treated the way they are. You know that essentially that you you could like people microdose with LSD, it's or, or shrooms, and they're wildly beneficial, therapeutic, yeah. medicinal. You know, yeah. and that the idea that this could be something that could you know make people happier, more engaged, or yeah. you know that if you're able to. Anyway, the point is that I think that there is some some deeper thought I, i'll recommend uh gabber mate aaron mate's father mm-hmm. amazing research on the idea of addiction and what it means and whether there's there's more to we don't fully understand it even it's very interesting sure. anyway yeah, yeah I, by the way i will give another recommendation again if you check out scott's work on that and our original interview actually we had a great yeah. talk about that yeah yeah that was good yeah, exactly yeah that was just like almost literally a year ago yeah like just the first of september i think it was i got a notification it said Oh, you want to share this post where I was live on the last American Vagabond? I'm nice. Like, oh my God. Nice. And now here we are. Yeah. Out yeah. Tennessee. It's, it's <laughs> so crazy what can happen within the yeah. scope of a year. Dude. Right. Right. So, Serendipitous, so man. Yeah. Things are meant to go a certain way, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, here's something I want to talk about. And we could briefly go over this, this, this Botswana discussion. I, 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 I've never seen this brought to fruition. Now, just to jump to it really quickly, this is the one I've always pointed out many times, right? So this, for, for those who don't remember, Omicron, was very weird the way it started, right? It was just like this weird shifting. Omicron, they argue, changed everything. It didn't. It's, in my opinion, just the extension of the same thing. It's always been less than the flu, in my opinion. Now, and that's based on the science, but I say it my opinion because people disagree. Sure. But we even like we even just saw the um, Quebec, that me- one of the medical the, the what was it the medical chief and anyway one of the representatives of Quebec say on the record part of the medical team that it's for children it's less than the flu as of today. Oh, or in yeah. general, totally. we've always known that though. So my point was Omicron, something weird changed. We saw Bill Gates call it like a, almost like a vaccine itself. Remember that when he, he spoke on the yeah. record and very weird. So my point was why we only point at South Africa because it actually started in Botswana or at least the, the information. And here's the statement I always show. This is from the Botswana government. Their statement 
still says the new virus was detected, this is discussing Omicron, on four foreign nationals who had entered Botswana on the 7th on a diplomatic mission. Well, who were they? Mm-hmm. Who, what, what were they? They were diplomats for what country, right? The point is that diplomat, diplomats have diplomatic immunity. So these four diplomats on a mission, which means they had diplomatic immunity, crossed into Botswana, and they just happened to be the first four people that had Omicron that then spread to South Africa, and then every corporate media outlet has never again mentioned Botswana. Challenge me on that. You won't find it. South, South Africa is where they all say that's where it started. So what are we missing here? And why does nobody care who these four people were and whether or not where they caught it from? Like, how do, you, what do you, how do you explain that four diplomats just happen to have? I mean, it's so strange to me. So my point is that I think there's something to be sussed out there in regard to Omicron and whether this was something that may have been actually planted or used or, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not saying I have evidence of that, but it's very strange. And so this was somebody, they tweeted this out. Uh, this U.S. government funds COVID-19 isolation clinics across Botswana. I mean, there's, there's all sorts of weird overlaps to maybe that this was some kind of an effort, Right. And uh, this is March 2021. He said, that's not too surprising. Good find, though. Sometimes people working on spooky missions in the military have diplomatic passports. I've had one. It's a completely different customs experience. Exactly. Right. So we know that the United States government was working on COVID clinics in Botswana. And, that you know, there's a lot to this. And I don't think there's something we can dismiss. I just found this actually today while I was looking at this. I haven't read it through it. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Honorable Dr. Lemagog Kwape to participate in virtual meeting on the COVID-19 Omicron variant. But this was back on December 21st. So how is, how will you even have the Botswana government involved in the discussion of Omicron, and yet nobody acknowledges that it started in Botswana? I mean, that's there's something weird going on here. I can't say that enough. It's very strange to me. And then the last one, oh, this was just the, I'm, I've been keeping an eye on this Botswana. That's weird. There was a lot more the other day, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's weird. Any case, I just want people to remember that and continue to ask questions about this because I definitely think there's something going on with where this came from and what that ultimately means. And we have to be on the guard for that happening again, I think. Any thoughts on that before we move on? Um, just, you know, the whole Africa is just an anomaly in so many different aspects. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like whether it's uh, just the fact that a lot of these countries didn't have the same impact that like the United States did for COVID in general. That's a right? great point. You know, um, we don't talk about that. No, not at all. Like there's a, a lot of people attribute it to the fact that they're already using like anti uh, parasitic medication, yeah. like, all this stuff. Right. That's a good point. You know, but I don't, I don't, know? something doesn't, that doesn't seem, yeah, Maybe. but it's a great point though. But then uh, I just was looking up here. So there was like those four like African, um, you know, presidents, prime ministers that all like died around the same time that were yeah. kind of pushing back. I was like, is Botswana, was this one of them? Like I couldn't remember exactly where they were from and I'm not seeing anything about that. I don't think so. Yeah. But, so, but, but nonetheless, that's but you know, just, so many weird things are happening in, in Africa. And I think it's kind of just all like hush, hush, sweep it under the rug. Like Africa, as we know, you know, Fauci and a lot of the, like the, if you read like the real Anthony Fauci, mm-hmm. like they talk a lot about the, the experimentation that like the Gates foundation did over there. And it's yep, just like, yep. it's so like Africa is just like this crazy place in the world where pharmace- the pharmaceutical industry has just uh, like the corruption and just the deceit and the deception and the amount of destruction. And, and it's horrible, man. It's horrible. So Africa's an anomaly in so many different ways in this whole narrative, for sure. It is. It is. And and the idea that I was going to say that remember that all those, um, uh, the people that, you know, mysteriously died and many of them, I mean, look, Whitney Webb did a whole piece on this. I mean, it's, there's, there is more than just some suspicion. These yeah. people, I would argue if I had to be a betting man that these people were taken out. I can't prove sure. that. Yeah, who knows? We shouldn't argue that it's outside the realm of possibility that governments would assassinate somebody. We watch it happen these days. Oh yeah, Soleimani, whatever else. But it's it, but they were replaced with people that were wildly pro COVID. Mm-hmm. It's hard to miss something yep. like that, you yep. know. 
Yep. But yeah, the, the, the point you made there about Africa, um, Dr. Boyle mm, yep. made great points about that. And he's, you know, the founding drafted the Biowarfare yeah. Act they still use today, because despite the fact that they kind of kick him to the side, yeah. he argues that even that pretty much every Ebola outbreak is a stone's throw away from these labs. He thinks they come from these labs. He doesn't Absolutely. think these are natural things. Yeah. And he's an expert. You can yeah. disregard him all you want, but yep. it's very interesting. Oh, I was going to, oh, I, that's for the next one. I have uh, a tab that I brought up there to get into this discussion. I found this to be really interesting. Now, this this art the, the study is not as interesting as it might seem by the title. It's essentially, as it says, SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccination exposes latent HIV to specific CD8 T cells. Now, all this is essentially showing you is this the T cell, latent T cell crossover, but there's a lot of HIV connection to SARS-CoV-2 that I really think is telling. Now, this is just what I was, I was actually just talking about this on the last show or one of the last shows. As this is scientists discovering antibody that can take out all known COVID variants, which I, I don't, this is, I don't buy this for a second, mm-hmm. especially since natural immunity, if, if COVID is even really what's happening, has been shown by their own peer-reviewed science in every possible way to be lasting, durable, robust against variants of concern. I can't say that enough. And it drives me crazy that we just keep pretending like that's not happening. But here's the interesting part. It's called SP-177. It's an antibody developed by researchers that so far can neutralize, they claim, all forms of SARS-CoV-2. The virus that causes COVID-19. It was created after researchers modified a mouse model that was originally made to search for broadly neutralizing antibodies to HIV. What do you know? Is it HIV? Is that what we're dealing with today? And is that just simply an immunodeficiency? It's not even actually some kind of thing that's caused by it. Like they're causing this. Like this is something people have asked back in regard in regard to HIV and AIDS discussion. Yeah. Like, to, like people like Dr. Mikovits. Sure. Arguing that there, there is no connection between these two things. Right. That possibly there never really was an, a, a, a virus there right? Really that they're ultimately giving injections, possibly even for the thing they're pointing at that then cause exactly what they claim is the problem. Now we can see that in some way happening with COVID-19 mm-hmm. or they're giving injections. People are having all kinds of problems. And some of that we've already proven has been categorized as COVID-19 itself or long COVID, right? Yeah. So just the thought, it's like, why, what is this constant connection with HIV? And we know that we see immunodeficiency problems, the VADES yep. problem. VADES, yeah, dude. Like that's just the most incredibly insane thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just all it really is is vaccine-induced immunodeficiency. Yeah, it's all it exactly. really is, and so yeah. it's it's not like we we te- let's the idea of HIV and AIDS. <laughs> we have this constant con- like we can't think of something like AIDS or HIV without the context of that conversation. When really it's just whatever caused it, your immune system is breaking down, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it just reminds me of that meme. Did you see that meme of like it's like a cartoon? It's like Anthony Fauci, and he's like standing there like in a hospital room. He's like, "Vaccines are 100 percent safe and effective." And the next one, he's like taking a step backwards. It's like, ah, it's like 80%. I haven't seen that. It's like like 40%. And then he's like throwing something through the window. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, it's not effective at all. And then it sees him running off into the horizon. It's like, it's AIDS. (laughs) That's not such a terrible thing to laugh at, but it's like, it's a good meme. That's funny. But so the, the other note on this I made in the show, which is pretty ridiculous is that the new Omicron boosters. Yeah. Right. The one, excuse me, they're new injections. I, I, they're calling them boosters, but they're completely new things. But, it's based on ultimately eight mice, right? That we've all talked yes, about that. Yes. It's ultimately boils down to eight mice. And they're all just because we're so much in danger, but who even still thinks that? They argue we're not really like it's no longer dangerous, yeah. less than the flu, but they still use the argument that we're in a dangerous situation. Therefore, we have to rush this out just in case. It's so it's madness. Well, well and, the, and the new medical paradigm they want to create is one in which there is no testing. Like it's just plug and play. Like, exactly. You know, and, and this is what like they're that that clip of Fauci talking like I can't remember when, but it's way pre-pandemic. I think I have it. How do we disrupt 
the system. It needs to be disruptive, iterative, and then when from the, we need to go in from the inside, break the whole system apart, and then introduce this new medical paradigm in which you know we're we're just kind of skipping over all the testing process. I mean, this is what they what they want. You know, and and then just like to normalize the idea, like, hey, we're rolling out this whole new medical campaign. We tested on eight mice. It's cool. Don't worry about it. It's totally safe. Don't madness. It's madness. You know, and it's you. You mentioned that. I I just talked about that yesterday, by the way. But the 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 WHO chief scientist admits that the new bivalent Omicron injections will uh, will translate into. Oh, she admits that don't know if the new bivalent Omicron injections will translate into any kind of clinical efficacy. That's a direct quote. Yeah. Since we don't have those studies, yeah, time will tell. She says, "Hashtag you are the experiment." I mean, what the? Yeah, right? yeah, I mean, yeah. come on! Like, it's just so crazy that we're here. But so the 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 point is though that these things have this weird. Oh, that was that's where we got the the my, the mouse part of it. Mm-hmm. That that ultimately this is so it's okay to rush those right. The mouse ma- ma- the mouse only eight mouse because we're such in a dangerous situation. Okay, here they have something they're pointing at. I don't believe either side of this, by the way, but in their narrative. Here's a new thing they say that can treat everything, not just the ones they forced out to focus on this new variant, right? This thing can apparently treat everything. Yeah. But why aren't they using it? Guess what the article says? Well, because we only have mouse studies. Mm-hmm. Think about the contradiction there, mm-hmm. right? So this is tested on more than eight mice, but it's just my study. But we don't know because it's not, we don't have it safe because it's only my studies. So why then do we feel that the one based on mice over here is safe and okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, can we not see the ridiculousness of that? Yeah. Like, and this one even has arguably more treatment value. And yet they, you know, it just shows you that they want this thing to come out, whatever this thing is, whatever this new thing, it has no matter of whether this is better, whether there's better treatments. I mean, it just blows me away. Mm. So not to get too far away from the HIV overlap, it's just embarrassing that they have, you know, they're lying so much today that I think they're being exposed with their own lies. Because as I've said many times in the past, if you lie that much, eventually you get to a point to where you can't step in any direction without kind of contradicting a previous lie. Exactly. Right? And that's what they keep doing. It's like, yeah. oh, well, mouse studies are enough, except not here, though. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's yep. it's crazy. Yep. yep. They've, they've built quite a tangled web for themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the the uh, oh, I, actually I'll just play this real quick since I, I, I spoke about it. This is a, an important clip to hear that you literally just said this. Uh, where was that? Here we go. Yeah, man. It's pretty and crazy. the FDA has approved the one that has the BA4. And by the way, no, they haven't. Son of a gun. It has not been approved. The FDA approved. And this is the WHO chief scientist. I said this last time, but God, that drives me crazy. Yeah. And you guys are like, I know, Ryan, we heard you last time. <laughs> no. But it's not, it, it is not approved. It's emergency authorized. And I think there is an agenda to not say that. Yep. Five um, Omicron variant, whereas the UK and, and Europe have approved the BA1. So there are two different types of vaccines. Now, what they've shown in lab studies is that these bivalent vaccines um, help you to mount a slightly higher antibody response against Omicron. Now, antibody response does not mean it works. You could make antibodies for anything under the sun that may not apply to what you're currently dealing with. And that's why Fauci keeps saying, well, it's a great, we show a clinical response. Okay, well, is it the right response? And I'll play that clip next where they admit we don't know how it works and that we don't know if it translates to actual efficacy. And this is what she says right here. But whether that's going to translate into any kind of clinical efficacy, we don't know because we don't really have those studies. And so time will tell whether we need this type of Omicron-specific vaccine. Right. So time will tell what you're the experiment, guys. That's what that means. We're testing this to find out if this is worth under the guise that it's emergency and we have to. Right. But as you guys know, and I've played many times, 
They have admitted this during the FDA discussions where they don't know, first of all, how it works. How should we think of micrograms in terms of the amount of spike protein that's produced by the cells? Can you kind of clarify that? Obviously, we don't have a complete understanding of the nature of the way that the vaccine works in terms of producing immune response. Obviously, we don't have a complete understanding of the nature of the way that the vaccine works in terms of producing immune response. So what that means is we don't know why, essentially, not a complete understanding of why it makes the immune response it does. We just know that it does. So, hey, it worked, right? It made a response. That's not science. That's that. I mean, in a, in a normal setting, as we're supposed to understand it, that's what you keep researching. So you understand why. So there's not other things that could cause problems or and I mean, it's that's crazy. And then you add this to it. And then can you repeat the, the second question? I mean, obviously, you have a lot of data now. What is your relative protection is? Everybody's measuring antibodies. They're probably relevant. But as we know, that's a long question. We need a quick answer. I would say there is no established correlate of protection. So his question simply that everyone's measuring antibodies, and they're relevant, right? And that's where he cuts them off. There's an earlier part that I, there's a longer clip I should actually find and keep on here better, because he starts off by giving a longer explanation. That's kind of why he cut him off, but which is still frustrating. But ultimately, what he's saying is that, you know, how do we know that actually translates to protection? And she's, there, we, there is no correlative protection. I mean, how in the world are we here where they don't really know how this works properly and we can't prove that what it's causing is actually translating to you being safe? And guess what, guys? The world is being shown that's not the case. Mm-hmm. That's what we're seeing. And they're just lying and defending and pushing. And here she is saying the same thing about the new one. Yeah. Well, we don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> Let's shove it in your kid's arm and find out. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's like, God, man, it just blows me away. Well, Any thoughts on that for move Well, on? I mean, it's just as, as it continues to crumble, you know, they're just cl- grasping at straws, like just trying to clutch onto this narrative as long as they possibly can, trying to get the last few shots in people's arms until it all falls apart. I mean, it only has a certain timeline, but now we're already seeing what their exit strategy is, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Right? They're going to lay it all on Donald Trump's doorstep, dude. <laughs> I, I know. I agree with you. I agree I, with I was you. Saying that, I was saying that six months ago. So, I'm like, yeah. I was like, dude, how about this? Okay. Here's how we get out of this, guys. Here's how we get out of this whole thing. We can just have them blame it on Trump, and then he'll take the fall, and we'll all be done, right? And this is like, yeah, I was like, that was my solution. Hey, let's just do it. I'm willing to sacrifice Trump to get this out of our lives forever. Like, let's do it. I don't know. Screw it. Well, I I, I agree, but I genuinely think that that was at least a consideration when he was allowed to be in yeah. that position. Yeah. Now, people can push back on this all they want. We have very clear evidence from WikiLeaks that shows that, Clinton and her team were communicating yeah. about making sure he was on that final stage. We've talked about this yeah. many times. Yeah. Plenty of people argue it's because they thought it was a shoe in to win if he was there. Yeah. But we need to question that today. Totally. Now, whether or not, because I, I've said this many times before, I'll be quick about the idea that all the people that were pacified by his presence were the most, the people they were most afraid of, the constitutionalists, mm-hmm. the militias, and they all acted like, we, we, we won, so we won't push back against yeah. his declaration of martial law, Defense Production Act, or shutting yep. the whole country down. No, it's he's doing the right thing. You know, yep. If Obama did that, they would have lost their minds. Exactly, you know? or, or Hillary was in office and would have exactly. that. And it was like, I was talking to Monica Perez about that recently, and she has this idea called the contrary law of democracy, where it's like, you, whatever party or whatever is in, po- in power mm. it is the other party that gets to get away with all their stuff like like mm. under trump you know it was like it was uh you saw like this this escalation of like you know all the the childhood trans stuff going on you saw uh you know like like the gun control like the bump stocks and the red flag laws happening mm-hmm. and then of course just complete authoritarianism 
authoritarianism, totalitarianism. And then now under Biden, you're seeing like a lot of like the conservative talking points getting passed. Like you got, they got rid of Fauci. They got like, uh, you know, the Roe versus Wade thing happened. You know, it's just like, so it's interesting how there's like, yeah, Roe versus Wade is a great point. There's like this crazy like shift where, yeah, you know what I mean? The contrary law of democracy. Yeah, yeah. I was, as you were saying that, I'm like, well, that's a little bit selective, I think, but you're right. The Roe versus Wade is a pretty great example of how that's a big one you know yeah, yeah it's 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 that makes perfect sense that yeah. they because you're, you're a little bit out of the spotlight yeah. you know and it's and it really does expose as i know she agrees with i had a great interview with her yeah. the two-party illusion exactly you know that it's not yeah. really about one side or the other but no, there's one agenda there's one narrative mm-hmm. and it's just like it's just you know one and, and each side offers up uh, you know, controlled opposition to mm. whatever's happening. And know? I argue many of them don't even know that, though. Yeah, they may not even sure. realize they're in that position. And yeah. Trump is a good example of that. I, I give him sure. that bone. He may not have known that, but it's kind of hard to explain why he still pushes the vaccine God, today. Man. But I, I'm trying to wake up people that love him with that. God. It's like, come on, guys, it's not he's a game. Murdering kids. He's murdering kids. There's no way you can argue that's a means to an end. Yeah, he, like he's tricking them with 40 chess as he's letting kids die. It's like, yeah. nah, no, I don't know no. about that. Deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. But yeah, I forget where we were at with the why Trump got brought up. What was the point with him? I don't know. Just the uh, the idea. Okay, so I was just talking about how the narrative is collapsing. They're admitting it. Like it's all these foot, all this footage is coming out, or like mm. Burks is coming out and saying like, well, pff, of course we didn't know it was going to work. Yeah, you know, yeah. all that crazy stuff. And so they know the jig is up. So they're just trying to milk it for as much as they can. Oh, and then they're going to blame it all on Trump. Yeah, yeah, that's it, right. Call it a day. My, I, so I was thinking if that was the point that I think that it's potentially that they put him allowed him to be in this position, not just for COVID. Not just for even just the economy, and that is a huge part of it, but to collapse everything. Yeah. That's the huge plan to drive us into the next big step. The biosecurity mm-hmm. state, the fourth industrial revolution, they knew this was going to happen. They've even had little articles and talks about it before. It's going to be disruptive. There are going to be these mm-hmm. big transitions. So what do we do? Let's put Trump in there and cause all this ruckus and be like, yeah. he's bad and he made mistakes and he screwed the vaccine up. You know, everything. And you're right. I mean, it, it seems pretty clear that whether that was a plan to begin with, that that's to some degree happening right now. Yeah. Crazy, man. Pretty alarming. Now, I do have a little videos, but I was going to play of some people speaking on different things. But since we don't have much time, I'll come back to these later. This is an interesting point about long COVID, but I think I've talked about that many times. Several studies, this person says, have shown that children with long COVID. Oh, you mean this doctor is talking about something that literally has not been proven. That's a, not a doctor you should go to, right? No, Long COVID. Was just his, his name and his, his, uh, his heading on Twitter makes me think I'm not going to. This yeah, place. right. I know. I stand with Ukraine because <laughs> he supports Nazis. Good for you, man. But yeah. but the point here is that, that you know, it's, it drives me bananas that we, the it's not even hard to prove. There's still ongoing, cons- like I showed that big science.org study where there's like, here are the three leading possible theories of what Long COVID is which proves to you that they don't even know for sure what's happening here. And yet we're acting like just like SIDS and SADS, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, oh, oh, it's just SADS. Oh, you mean an unexplainable death? That's what that means. So you don't just call it SADS and act like that's a diagnosis. It is literally a catch-all for something they can't explain. Both yeah. of them are. That's, that's the definition. Yeah. So long COVID is just, an, it's, a, it's the same thing. It's just whatever you want to call anything they're still dealing with. Don't consider that the vaccine's causing your problems. No. Don't make, oh, it's long COVID for the rest of my life, right? That's what they're, but he's pointing at it as if it's a thing. And, it, and by the way, he also argues there's zero studies that showing the wearing of masks causes risk. That's not true. Whether he's talking about developmental problems, that's not even that's blatantly false. Here is even Dr. Lena Wen, by the way. I accept the risk that my kids will probably contract COVID in school just as they could contract the flu. But she says there's a trade off masking harms us from language. And I'm not saying because she said it is true. Yeah. I think she's ridiculous. But, but the point is, that's the case. There's studies that prove that. And I've shown them on my own show. Oh, yeah. So it's just crazy. This guy's coming out just going narrative. <laughs> 
That's what I was told to say. Like yeah. it, he doesn't even know because he's not even looking at it. Yeah. I've shown it to you guys myself. Yep. I mean, it's just we are in the craziest clown world ever. Yep. And today. Spe- speaking of, that's one of my favorite uh, uh, satire headlines I've done so far. It was uh, Lena Wynn, anti-masker Lena Wynn, <laughs> like like dangerous anti-masker Lena Wynn has just been elected the new head of the Proud Boys. So Lena <laughs> yeah, that's right. Boys. That's right. <laughs> yes. yep. All right, we're getting she's pretty. Gone full. She's she's gone full. Like she's jumped all the way to the other side now. Uh, you mean joke or joking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, but she has to a little, a little bit. But, like the mask discussions kind of pinned her on the other as, side as, now. As it's as funny. They, yeah, but in their reality, right? Yeah, in their, in their world, like as soon as you turn on the mat, like yeah, yeah, good the point. Mask narrative. You're, you're pretty much. You might as well be a proud boy. At right. That point. You know. Yeah. Did you see that clip I played where the girl with a mask on in the interview was saying when he's like, just simply an opening question, like, so are we back to normal yet? Oh, kind of like God. a joke, a joke, and she's yeah. like, that's an all, that's a far right term. To, yep. It's like yep. people yep. have lost their minds. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> normal is now a far right term that's cool but i just i'll skip these quickly because i'm i gotta we gotta wrap it up i only have 10 10 left sorry guys well i plan to make this much longer today i i'm my fault for missing my cable when i came here infants deploy selective attention to the mouth of talking face when learning speech this is pre-covid right this is real stuff that this people just don't care to look at you know impact of mass use on face recognition like this guy's an idiot for not knowing these things this is just a quick quick glance for these things uh right here you know, can be detrimental. <laughs> There's no evidence anywhere of all time because he said so. And then, of course, I'll just include this for those that know it's dangerous because it hurts you. Like this, this is the cloth max study that says that it can increase your risk of infection. That's why yeah. you shouldn't use them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mask points. Oh, so this person just calling out that they essentially deny that they can have language problems from this. And they it's very clear that that's the case. And we should all know that. I mean, it's, it's very clear that that's going to get in the way. Uh, let's see. Oh, this person's pointing out retweet. If you've used any of these, well, they have been tested for titanium dioxide. TIO, TIO2 is a group B to be carcinogenic. The best has more than five times the acceptable limit. That's yeah. so people. These are masks that have been shown to have that. And we're wearing them anyway. Yep. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, that's something that's been deleted. Who knows what that was? An account that said something we was not supposed to say. <laughs> yeah. Mask has harmed our son's language development. She says on this show. She's my favorite. She she's is my favorite. now a cancellation target. She's like she's like the whole premise for my show Rebunked right there. Exactly. Yeah, 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 oh, funny. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. I'm it's rapidly declining. So I was going to go into these a little deeper. <laughs> not oh, not this one. This is funny. Of unsafe ableist. Jesus, like they are just going. <laughs> this is exactly what you're talking about. The takedown. The Man, takedown. an ableist. That's that term today. An ableist. Really? Like it's just so ridiculous. But these are the ones I was going to go into a little bit more in depth. Microbots could unblock medical devices in your body. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. So microbots, like there's like you look at this big microchip. No, no, no. We've had smart dust for 20 years, you know, that they could use. That's what we're talking about. And I wonder whether we're actually already dealing with this. Now, just a thought we should be asking, but I don't, we don't have time to dive into it. Feel free and just jump in if I'm gonna rapidly go through this. Hit it. Radio genetics seeks to remotely control cells and genes. Cool. Maybe you're already set up for that, guys, if you've taken the injection. Who knows? You know, the idea yeah. that these things are, are, you know, and plug and play platform as their terminology talks. Maybe there's more to that than just an analogy. Yeah. We shouldn't be so adverse to talking about these crazy things, yeah. especially since there's all sorts of peer reviewed science that talks about exactly that using like smart dust technology for inside the body to fight off certain things or smart tech vaccines or yeah. self-spreading vaccines. All these are fake news in the Twitterverse, despite there being endless amounts of research showing that it's there. This was a point about showing that ivermectin was just popping up on the NIH website. Now, you know, it, it, there's so much evidence of showing you all these things. They don't want you talking about, but I'm going to skip to the end here. The last part that we're going to get into 
uh, was just the censorship. And I already talked about this before, but just to show you guys, Biden's White House colluded with big tech to gag COVID dissenters like Alex Bernison, but a lot of others as well. But that they're already going after people demanding that climate science dissent. Yeah, here we go. Should be silenced. Yeah, two right? weeks. Two weeks to flatten the. Two yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah, she was just saying that I had that somewhere else, but in yeah, the interest yeah. of time, where she just flattened the curve for the energy problem for the yeah. EU. You know, EU, yeah, submission to Australian code of practice on misinformation and disinformation, and this is literally about shutting people down who are questioning the gospel of climate change science. Right, and there's so many high level, like literal, their entire lifetime has been dedicated to this research. Who are saying not only that they're wrong, but in fact, it's the inverse of what they're saying. That the carbon is necessary, and you know, I'm not the expert on this, but the crazy part about it is that we're in the same situation as COVID. That we're at a point where there are people, not just the you know guy in his mother's basement on his computer. They always get to frame it, but high level, high credentialed, well respected experts that are like, you guys are not just misunderstanding this you're blatantly wrong and here's how i can prove it yeah. and they're being like censor that person that's what's happening yeah. i'm not saying i know that guy's right but how in the world are we pretending we're having an actual dialogue intelligent conversation and finding some kind of middle ground amongst people that's what politics used to be when we're not allowing the other side when there's not just two sides to yeah. speak you know yeah. that's where we are today yep absolutely yep if you're if you're not uh speaking the message then you don't even deserve basic human rights and you need to just be uh whisked away Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's I mean, it's pretty crazy that we're watching the post-truth world flesh out. Yep. you know, the Bilderberg talking point where they've created a situation where it doesn't matter, like the Israeli story from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't matter how much evidence there is. It's the narrative has become more valuable to people who are being patted on the head and told, oh, you're, you're trusting the right sources, like reliable sources. Right. The, the right ones. Right. Not that you should look at everything, whether you whether reliable or not. So you can take all the information and then gather together and make a conscious decision about what you think is happening. No, that's conspiracy theory. Think about how crazy that is. Remember when they even told you like the WikiLeaks, you shouldn't look at them or that people are doing their own research during COVID were the dangerous ones. Like, how did we even get here? Yep. Yeah, it's it's frustrating, man. And so therefore, what we need to do is just take it upon ourselves. Like, just don't don't fall for any of that. Right. Obviously, we all know everybody in this chat. I mean, I've been watching the chat. Everybody here. We're all cognitive, free thinking, real humans. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're you know, we question everything. Right. We come to our own conclusions. Uh, And and it's just so important to just keep doing that. And just uh, and, and then just. Ryan, just as always, man, like you, you've been saying it since ever since I've started listening to you, you know, like just we need to be better. We need to have like a higher standard, which we vet the information we share that we need to right. uh, just like hold ourselves to the highest degree because this isn't going to last forever, guys. Like this is their, their whole system, literally their whole system. Like we're seeing little cracks in the in the veneer all around, whether it's covid the climate stuff, the cracks are just very visible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But well, I'm talking the whole system. It is not sustainable, like in any way, shape or form. Like it goes against nature in so many different ways that right. they're not going to be able to withstand this for much longer. So we are going to be the ones that are going to inform the new world. You know what I mean? Like, like right. that, that just means like, you know, in so many different aspects. So we just need to keep pushing. It can be demoralizing and difficult at times, but it's so important that we just stay the course because we are so close, man. Just think about where we're at now compared to where we were a year ago. Yep. It felt hopeless. It felt demoralizing even six months ago. But now, like, I see a vision. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I see this mass awakening. We just have to keep pushing, keep pushing, and keep pushing. Man. You're here, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and to add to that to the end is that what they're hoping you do is take the bait mm-hmm. for the solution. 
right? It's not, it's not that they've necessarily, that all the problems are because they want to create them to drive you there. Their problems are are in part because of their malfeasance, because they're, they're incompetent and they don't care about you. But now they're just pushing those problems to exacerbate them that they weren't allowing you to even acknowledge before. And now saying, oh, suddenly we have problems with everything, even though they've been allowing them to happen. And they're going to hope that you take the bait for the great reset. And the direction, because what they want you to think is that they are building a sustainable, equal, happy world. But that's not what's happening. Nope. Now, I can't know that for sure. That ultimately, you know, who knows? But at the end of the day, what we do know is what they're saying is not what they actually mean. And you can prove that with their own discussions, their own documentation, and the fact that everything they're doing right now is hurting you and is is malicious. Yeah. I mean, it, it is manipulative. Yeah. They're the ones creating the problems they're pointing at to then say, yo, here's what we'll solve it with, right? That's not honest. Even if they think they're doing a right thing, which I'm not even going to give them that, yeah. but don't take the bait, right? As he's saying, you're that close and that's what scares them, right? Yeah. Keep fighting, keep pushing guys, because damn it, we're making a difference. And I truly believe that. Amen. I'm thank sad. you for being here today, brother. It's yes. a good talk we had. Thank thank so thank you all for being here today. As always question everything, come to your own conclusions, stay vigilant. Reboot.